Tensions in the Middle East, the stock market just after 1 p.m. Eastern time on Friday, down around 200 points. What should you do about it? Should you do anything? Bobby and I will discuss that on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. Coming to you from outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the money news show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Big thanks to M1 Finance for supporting today's show. Smart money management, take control and personalize your finances, invest, borrow and spend seamlessly all in one platform. You'll find that at m the number one finance.com forward slash MWF. That's m1finance.com forward slash MWF. Bobby, we've got a uh, we got um, not 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 a good uh, day here today, and not just for the stock market, but for the world in general. Yeah, there's a lot of tension and um, a lot of concern because these are very serious issues and they are worth discussing, even though it can be uncomfortable at times and people have different opinions. But we are going to focus on how it relates to us as investors. Right. We'll leave the geopolitical tensions for other podcasts, but for the fact that the market's down today, I think we have a lot to say about that. So let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Money headlines explain six days a week. That can only mean you are tuned in to Money with Friends. All right, I'm sure you can get this headline about anywhere, but we we got ours from MarketWatch. Uh, the headline, written by William Watts and Sonny O, Dow slides more than 200 points on U.S.-Iran tensions and soft manufacturing data. U.S. stocks slumped sharply at the open on Friday, retreating from record closes on Thursday after investors reeled from a one-two punch of escalating tensions in the Middle East and a U.S. manufacturing activity index plumbing its lowest level since June 2009. Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 215 points. Uh, the S&P fell 20 points. The NASDAQ slipped 56 points. The investor flight from risky assets toward traditional safe havens, including gold and U.S. treasuries, stood in contrast to market action on Thursday, which saw all three major U.S. stock indexes post strong gains to end the first trading session of 2020 at records. The Dow on Thursday advanced a bunch, but obviously it came back down. What's driving it? The Pentagon confirmed late Thursday that the U.S. military had killed Qasim Soleimani, the head of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Quds Force, I'm sure I slaughtered that, and said the strike was aimed at deterring future Iranian attacks. Iran's Supreme Leader declared three days of mourning for Soleimani's death and said that a hard revenge awaits criminals. The prospect of sharp retaliation by Iran could keep market participants unnerved in the coming days and weeks. President Trump also issued a slew of tweets and said that Soleimani, quote, should have been taken out many years ago. The article goes on with a quote from Stephen Chevron, portfolio manager at Federated Investors. He told MarketWatch, quote, we know that this is an escalation of tension in the Middle East region. The initial reaction will lead to a risk off for equity markets and upward pressure on oil prices. But we don't know is it, but what we don't know is the timing and the severity of Iran's expected reaction. He said investors shouldn't overreact to the flare-up in geopolitical jitters unless it delivered a material dent to the global economy's progress. 
More important to the bull market's momentum was the direction of economic growth, how much stimulus central banks provided, and if trade tensions continued to subside with the forging of the phase one tariff deal. Worse than expected U.S. manufacturing data added fuel to the market sell-off. The Institute for Supply Management's closely watched December U.S. Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index fell to 47.2%, its lowest since June of 2009, from a reading of 48.1 in November, leaving the, ga- the gauge in contra- excuse me, in contraction territory. Economists surveyed by MarketWatch on average had expected the index to rise to 48.8. So a down when they expected an up. But all of those are actually bad because that shows that an economy is contracting versus expanding, which is not something that we want, Joe. And that was me at the end, not the article. Uh, My little mini analysis of ISM. Little t- yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, wild day in the market today. But it's funny when you and I were talking about this piece initially, I was the one who was all uh, up in arms. Market's down 200. Your first reaction was the big scheme of things. That's not that much. And I think that was probably, no. Bobby, the better approach. Yeah. I mean, 200 points is just not that much relative to where we are. I mean, you know, the Dow is at 28,654 is where it closed yesterday. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think 200 is all that much. Just saying, I you know, I don't think that's a huge reaction. Clearly, when you're on a path, I think it seems to be a very strong reaction because just the fact that it is negative and we still have in our mind triple digit, triple digit negative. That sounds bad. But the truth is, on a percentage basis, it's not bad. It sounds out of context because we've been hitting new high after new high, even when we've had quote, bad news. Even when we've had worrisome things, the market maybe takes a break and keeps climbing higher. Um, so I think just the idea that we're not hitting, oh, yet another record high is dramatic and maybe it shouldn't be. Well, and I think when you talk about drama, clearly this is on every channel. Uh, you can't ignore what's going on in the world. And obviously one of the first things people think about is, is this, uh, what's this going to do to my portfolio? But definitely not the first thing people think about, but it, but, it, but, but, it, but I'm sure if anybody saved any sum of money, it definitely comes up in your thought pattern. And when that happens, what you've seen is some people have acted on that. But but it's funny, the um, the drama in the situation, I think it's easy to get caught up in, which makes you do things with your portfolio that might not be great long-term. Yeah, I mean, look, it is, it is very important news and it's important that we pay attention to it and be aware of what's going on in our world. We shouldn't just live in a silo here in the United States and we should be aware of these things. But the connection to our personal investments, we need to be thoughtful about and not make knee-jerk reactions. I think it's it's particularly interesting in this piece, if we dive down, two things sending the stock market lower. First is uh, is the obvious geopolitical news about the, 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 the uh, events happening right now. That we'll just categorize, Bobby, and call it news. But the second piece, the second piece is data. Um, mm-hmm. And... And it's funny when you look at the difference, so manufacturing data versus news, manufacturing data is to some degree cyclical and also to some degree also predictable. Notice part of what you read there at the end talked about how they expected the numbers to be higher, but the numbers were lower. But there's an expectation there. We know the number is going to come out. We have an idea of what it's going to be. There's a surprise, which means that most of the time, analysts get the number right, right? So they're surprised when the number isn't right. So to some degree, data 
we can base some decisions on. News, I think it's incredibly dangerous to do anything when there's news. And and the, the bad news is, is with all this news, that's when you want to move, but it's the worst time to move. And the reason is we don't know what news is coming next. And even at the bottom of this piece, when they talk about an Iran um, retaliation, right? We don't know mm-hmm. if there'll be retaliation, when that's going to happen, to what degree it'll happen. We have We have no idea around any of that. So to make a move, whether it's out of the market, which is what we've seen people do already, or a move into the market, the quote, buy on dips. We don't know if that dip's going to go lower. We don't know if it's going to go higher. I mean, at this point, buying on the dip is much more of a bet than if it were just the manufacturing data. If it were the manufacturing data, we know that's cyclical. At some point, it'll come back. So you can start buying on that dip. But news, I think it's just a dangerous time to do anything. I completely agree. And you mentioned at the top that this is an article that people can really find on any major news outlet. And they do have different points of view and different things that they're adding. I do want to point out a piece on CNBC points out that stocks and oil, they're talking about the trends and they did an analysis of how news events in the Middle East tend to affect our markets. And they say, this is this is from CNBC, just to credit them. They say stocks and oil tend to outperform defensive assets like gold and treasuries in the months following major crisis events in the Middle East, according to analysis by CNBC. So there's, first of all, what they said is interesting, that stocks and oil tend to outperform things like gold and treasuries, but also they're analyzing by months. So I think that's an important thing to keep in mind. The, 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 it, well, just the trend overall, when you talk about how those outperform gold and treasuries, these, quote, safe havens people go to, I want to be clear about this. Historically, there has been nothing. If you have a long-term goal, there has been nothing safe on the road to your goal behind treasuries or gold because neither of those have gotten you to the place that you want to go long-term. Short-term, maybe they they make you feel better because your, your funds don't go down as much. But Bobby, if you take your money out of your long-term position and uh, because of this or any other of them- You mean long-term equity position. Yeah, long-term equity position. Let's say you're in the S&P 500 because you've got a long-term goal and that's a great place to be. Or you've got it in a REIT, which is another great place to be for a long-term goal. You've got your money there and you take it out to treasuries or gold to see what happens around this tension or any other short-term news. Maybe you call this right, but then you have to decide when to put it back in. And what's mm-hmm. funny is having That's a harder call. Well, absolutely. And sitting there next to investors at when I was a financial planner, you might get one right, but your psyche is so much different when you're out of the market. You're you're so afraid to put the money back in the market, which is where it goes. You have to at some point get back to your long-term goal or you're going to very safely never reach that goal. And it's it's so important to not blow yourself up. I couldn't agree more. Just absolutely ugly. Uh, in just a second, Bobby and I will have our takeaway from today's short but important episode of uh, Money with Friends. But first, I want to talk a little bit about M1 Finance. What I like about M1 Finance is, as a brokerage account, it works differently than many of its, quote, competitors. It's much more designed for people who are going to sit for the long term. And why is that? Well, you invest in pies. And what that means is instead of placing individual trades, you will set up your asset allocation of a few different funds. And guess what? If you don't know which one is right for you, M1 Finance can suggest some that are based on modern portfolio theory for you. So if you have a long-term goal, mid-term goal, short-term goal, M1 Finance can show you some of the places which are best for you. But not only that, as some funds move 
and other funds don't, you'll find that your portfolio uh, begins to skew a little bit. And if you want to keep those percentages the same, you just hit one button and M1 Finance will make all the trades to do what's called rebalance your portfolio and get you back on the path toward your goal. So it's smart money management that helps you take control and personalize your finances. Uh, check it out at M, the number one finance forward slash MWF for more. That's M1 Finance forward slash MWF. Well, Bobby, what do we what do we what do we take away from this? You know, I think this is short and simple. I mean, you need to separate the knee-jerk reaction from the long view and absolutely stay up, stay up to date with current events. You should be paying attention to these things and they do matter. And they are things that you should take into consideration when you are thinking about how you want to invest big picture, but don't be too quick to react. Just chill. And but pay attention. Absolutely. Pay attention. Absolutely. You have to pay attention. Because um, uh, I think if you if you pay attention, you can at, v- at the very least feel the heartbeat of what's going on with your money so that when you actually look, you know that it's down. Th- mm-hmm. The question isn't whether you look or not. The question is what you do. <laughs> right? right? So, yeah, But it's okay to be down. And, you know, that's something where, look, historically, some people, if you have money on the sidelines, that can be a time to put a little bit more money in if that's right for you. But, you know, you can't overthink it too much also. Otherwise, you'll go crazy. You won't live your life. We do this show in front of a live uh, Facebook audience who's hanging out with us. And Ron put this very succinctly, said, man, that's a lot of words to say. Don't time the market. And we did say a lot of words, Ron. But I'll tell you, when I was a financial planner, I would say over and over, don't time the market, don't time the market, don't time the market. And something like today's events would happen. And I would receive a bunch of phone calls from people essentially asking, should we time the market? And the answer again is no, we absolutely shouldn't. So, uh, uh, Bobby, you and I have had a fun day as we record this today. We're recording all over the place. We had our first recordings on YouTube today. Yes. We're going to be migrating to YouTube imminently. Yes. So if you want to hang out with us as we make the show, uh, make sure you subscribe to Money with Friends. Just go to youtube.com and uh, and put in Money with Friends in the search engine. You'll see us there. Subscribe and you'll get a notification as soon as we we go live. Where else can they keep up with us, Bobby? Instagram. Be part of our Instagram polls. We threw this show together pretty quickly, so we did not have time to do a poll. But if you follow us at Money Friends Pod, that is our handle, by the way, both on Instagram and Twitter. Um, on Instagram stories, you can participate in our polls, questions, quizzes, and so on, and get a shout out in the show. Yes. And on uh, Monday's show, we're going to have a lot of them because we're talking yes. about uh, hangovers. And financial hangovers, maybe getting rid of the financial hangover. I'm glad that other hangover didn't last more than 24 hours because that was an ugly (laughs) one. We'll talk about that too. About uh, maybe a little bit. Did you do your takeaway, Joe? By the way, I uh, I did. We used a lot of words. Oh, that was your takeaway. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, that was my takeaway. I didn't realize that was your takeaway because you had you had Ron in there. So we used a little. Well, I I let Ron do my dirty work. That's what we do here. (laughs) All right, guys. On behalf of Bobby, I'm Joe. We'll see you back here on Monday at Money with Friends. Bye bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. 
You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.